after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Somebody already snatched it. <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm Genevieve Has. What? What? <laughs> You're you are. Genevieve Has. I, I got distracted. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I got distracted because of what I was going to say was, your Genevieve has, and you know that because you're the only person in the world who I know I can make laugh with just this. Somebody, Somebody already snatched it. Somebody already snatched it. Somebody already snatched it. I rewatched that entire um, Malkovich commercial. That was a Super Bowl commercial from two years. I want to. Yeah, it was ago, for uh, like a domain registration. Yeah, it might have. It wasn't GoDaddy, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, and he somebody snatched. Somebody already snatched JohnMalkovich.com. Can I just say that that commercial is as good today as it was? Oh, those two years ago when we first saw it. I believe it. And I think it's one of the things that I love about it so much is that it's um, a subtle but knowing nod to being John Malkovich, which uh-huh. is such I, I rewatched that movie recently. It was just on yeah. and I caught the caught it start to finish. And that movie holds up. It is so good. And he's so amazing in it. And like for for him to be having like this kind of upset experience where somebody's sort of pretending to oh, be him right. is such a good nod to that movie. I, I shouldn't play this. I mean, I don't mean to do this every single time, but it is such a good commercial. Um, so if you haven't seen it, John Malkovich is dr- looking directly into the camera. The camera is... Uh, basically a substitute for the computer screen that he's looking into and he's mad because somebody has taken his uh, web domain his name as a web domain and there's also a woman in the background he's I guess launching like a, a tailor outfit or something yeah it's um, the, the also the irony of that to me is that in being John Malkovich he in the middle of his career at the height of his powers he throws away his acting career he quote unquote throws uh-huh. away his acting career to become a puppeteer because that's right. who uh, Cusack's character is uh-huh and I always think about that when I think like he just he wants to be a tailor now. I'm like, who's in your brain making you do this? <laughs> is he actually does he want to be a tailor in real life or is this just made? I up think for we'd the be commercial? a designer. But is this something that we know John Malkovich? I think is he wants to, wants to be like a clothier. Um, another okay. another actor who wants to be like I think legit a tailor is um, oh. You know Daniel Day Lewis, right? After he was after in the Phantom Thread, the Phantom Thread, yeah. Uh, but you know that's what—that's the risk of being a method actor. Like yeah. you just think you are the thing. Yeah. Uh, here's a John Malkovich commercial. It's, you'll hear his assistant say, "Someone snatch it." How is it that JohnMalkovich.com is taken? Somebody already snatched it. <laughs> it's so good. But I'm him. There's a film about me being me. I guess it is an explicit a movie about other people being inside you. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, they explicitly mention it. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. The yeah, music. We're oh, off. we're so far off. Um, should I start over? Do you want to hear the theme again? No, let's just keep going. Okay, here's what we're going to do today, kids. Uh, first of all, your long wait is finally over. Last week on the show, I told you that I was going to quiz Genevieve. I found a bunch of old Tom Selleck commercials from way back in the day. Uh, I'm going to play them for Genevieve. She will not see them. From just listening to the audio, she's going to have to guess whether or not Tom Selleck has a mustache or no mustache mm-hmm. in said commercials. Yep. You ready for this? I think so. All right. Um, and then later on, we will check in with you guys, the Ad Council. It sounds like we have a at least one very special uh, message came in through the transom, something that could change this show forever. Yeah. We'll play that for you. Yep. Got any jingles or anything? Um, well, that is that is the jingle, right? Well, yeah, I guess in a way. Yeah. No other jingles. No other week. jingles. Okay. Have we said too much or have we said not enough? I think... Uh, somehow both. Somehow both. Yeah. <laughs> this, one's a, this one's a little loose. in the news. We're going to begin, though, with a little commercials in the news. Viv, you saw this bouncing around, but I don't think you've watched the video yet. I haven't. I, I didn't have time to go, because sometimes those John Oliver clips are kind of a like a kind of have to invest some time because he does like longer style Mm -hmm. segments and I don't always have uh, time or 
opportunity to do that during my work day. Well, I'm going to try to do some editing on the fly here. But the bottom line is um, Facebook has a apology ad that we talked about maybe about four episodes again. We did a whole thing about this uh, kind of spate of spate. Is that a word? The mm-hmm. spate of apology ads we've been seeing recently. Um, and we deconstructed them a little bit um, and gave our thoughts on them. I thought the Facebook ad for what it was trying to do uh, did a pretty good job of it. Uh, John Oliver not having it. Yeah. So he's um, kind of a professional not haver it though. <laughs> yeah, so. He really is. That should be on his business card. So uh, he addressed the apology ad on his show. I believe it was the last episode of his show. Of course, it's on HBO. It's called Last Week Tonight. Uh, he began by just playing the original and reacting to it. We came here for the friends. And we got to know the friends of our friends. Then something happened. We had to deal with spam, clickbait, fake news, and data misuse. That's going to change. From now on, Facebook will do more to keep you safe and protect your privacy. So we can all get back to what made Facebook good in the first place. Friends. Because when this place does what it was built for, then we all get a little closer. Fuck you. (laughs) Facebook was doing literally exactly what it was built for. That's why it was worth $600 billion. You didn't build history's most profitable data harvesting machine by accident. It's not penicillin or Applebee's cheeseburger egg rolls. How um, so that I got to say, I think from a from an ad standpoint, I appreciate what Facebook is trying to do because they're acting in their own best interest. And I thought they do it creatively. Yeah. But obviously, I'm with him that it is infuriating. And I know that that really grinds your gears, that commercial. Oh, it did. It really did. And I think for the same reason that um, Oliver takes issue with it, because he's not in the business of critiquing it as a piece of media. He's in the business of critiquing it as a piece of policy. Right. Which right. they are just... So disingenuous. So he goes on to, you know... This is, by the way, the I think this aired like the day after they lost or like a couple days after it took like a historic beating in the stock market. Oh. Uh, because that happened earlier Oh, you week. mean... Yeah, that's why it was on John Oliver's right. show, you mean. Yes, right. Um, the ad, of course, came out a while back. Okay, so um, John Oliver goes on to talk about all of that a little bit. And then at the end, he um, shows a commercial that he made kind of reworking theirs that's a little bit more honest. I'll let him set it up. Public opinion of Facebook has clearly never been lower. And it seems that Zuckerberg and his company could really use a friend right now. Not a Facebook friend, of course, a real friend. (laughs) One who'll do more than mindlessly like everything they do. They need a friend who understands who they really are. A surveillance system disguised as a high school reunion. A friend who thinks their ads should be upfront about this and who, in fact, has already produced a version of what that ad might look like. You came here for the friends. You got to know the friends of your friends. We came here for your data and the data of everyone you've ever come into contact with. From old friends from middle school to your grandma to your grandma's friends from middle school. The reason everybody laughs here is they say they show a picture of a graveyard when they say your grandma's friends from middle school. Your data enabled us to make a fuck ton of ad money from corporations, app developers, and political campaigns. Then we discovered your uncle used to have ties to the clan. And guess what? We realized we could make a fuck ton of money off that shit too. <laughs> Seriously, you guys, we were making so much money off of you, you don't even understand. But then you found out about it, and we had to testify and issue bullshit apology ads all so we could lose $120 billion. (laughs) But here's the thing. Nothing's really going to change. We've got your data. We've got your friends. And really, where are you going to go? Friendster? Fuck you. That's why we're going to keep finding subtle ways to violate your privacy so we can carry on doing what this place was built for, functioning as a haven for racist trolls. A way for you to feel jealous of people you haven't seen in years. And a place for you to fritter your life away watching videos of cats eating corn, dogs riding horses, and kids beating the shit out of each other. All while we make an ungodly amount of money. Facebook. We own who you are. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. Little on the nose. It's like I feel like I'm on a train that ends in close my Facebook account, Bill. Yeah. I do. And I, I would if it weren't for work. I would have, I, I, I would close Facebook before Twitter any day. Yeah. Because I, I can control Twitter a little bit more. Yeah. I, like Twitter, I just don't 
miss or need really i mean again i can i can act, i do look at twitter occasionally mm-hmm. and i i need it for i need to be able to look at it for work same thing for for facebook um well i say work when i say work i mean basically the tbtl podcast but also our podcast like the only reason we yeah. keep it is because of these communities and they are great for they that are. like you don't want to be you know for tbtl send people to some platform and then for after these messages there's a different platform right. and everybody's you know you have to go we can't like, reinvent that wheel you can't reinvent that wheel the communities um, are good the, the communities are great the event uh the use for them for you know planning a party or an event yeah. is you know suboptimal but not but better than a lot of things better than like paperless post or something mm-hmm. you know like it's just you're hamstrung if you want to participate in online life because facebook controls so much real estate yeah and i mean they really they are they're just they why did we think this was free it was never nothing's free it was never free yeah yeah and no. i mean we all own that yeah there's still though a difference people just i still think even um, even now that we're seeing the kind of dark side of some of this stuff, them getting caught with uh, Cambridge Analytica, which this was a response to misusing uh, people's data, uh, and even the hacking, uh, you know, in, in the efforts to, you know, the outside efforts to affect the elections, um, both 2016 and now apparently. Um, yeah, you know, every the day, just, as today, well. just today there was a headline, they found more, you know, they've uncovered more basically foreign accounts masquerading as, you know, political groups but we still just haven't had what i and i excuse me if i've said this before on the show and also i i don't say this flippantly at all but i remember um this was like more than 10 years ago uh i was producing a, a talk show in new hampshire and we had on this wonderful um tech person who we had on and she was so great at just being down to earth and talking about less about technology and more about the intersection of technology and culture she was a regular guest i wish i could remember her name i think i was told you before she's the one who like when the iphone came out we had her on the show and she said start looking out for fingerless gloves because you know and she was totally right like Mm -hmm. we quickly saw the rise in fingerless gloves because of this new technology which i always thought she was very prescient in. and she just said like people are just gonna keep on giving away their data until there's like the data 9-11 yeah and that's what i mean when i say i don't say that flippantly there's like so far there has been nothing that has stopped us in our tracks from just in myself totally included like i click on so much shit just like accept accept whatever Mm -hmm. like because i haven't gotten totally royally screwed yet and i've read some really scary first person accounts of people getting royally screwed but like it just hasn't happened like even when you hear about the we're protected by the herd yeah we really are but eventually you know it could be us who gets picked off or we could be part of uh, you know, there was the there was that huge uh, data breach with the um, credit monitor or not credit monitoring, uh, like one of the credit score companies yes. was that Experian, I think. Uh, what, I don't think it was it Experian. I don't Whatever. Recall. But I anyway, know what you're it was one about. of the it's one of the ones that you like, looked me up, wasn't I pinged in that? I think so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you were affected, but I literally did nothing about it. But you did nothing about it. And we just sort of hope for the best and hope that, you know, we monitor our bank accounts and things like that and hope that, you know, our being part of this vast sea of people, we don't get unlucky, but it's just luck. Well, Veeves, now that we're in such great moods, are you ready for a little segment we're calling "Sell It Like Selick"? Oh, we weren't. We're not going to. We're not going to arrive at a conclusion. We're not going to solve this. We're problem. not going to solve this puzzle. <laughs> nope. But we're going to create some more. Okay. Okay, Genevieve, this is where I would ask you to take that record album. By the way, you are using a vinyl record of the WMMS Buzzard Morning Zoo Greatest Hits from 1986, I believe, to cover up your screen so you can no longer see the commercials that I'm going to play for you. You, like the listeners, will only be able to hear them. I might play them for you twice so that you can visualize them later uh, because you're missing, again, some really great handsomeness in these commercials. Now, most of these commercials are um, old from the 1970s and 80s. I'm not going to identify the exact year for them for you because I feel like then you'll know. You can start mm-hmm. like doing the math. Like, well, if you right. had because I think, and I don't know for sure, like once Selleck went stash, he never went oh, back. Oh, I can't imagine yeah. that he ever went back. It yeah. became such a part of his 
um, brand. Brand, absolutely. So we are going to start with the the commercial that started this all last week. And again, I played only the audio of it for you, I believe, and I don't think you ever saw it. This is for something called Chaz Aftershave, and in it, um, Selick plays a cowboy. We see him riding around on a horse doing cowboy things. And then he goes inside and he takes a shower, and that's pretty steamy. And then he puts on the aftershave, uh, and then he uh, puts on a cowboy hat. And then at the very end, we see him get into a sports car. Uh, the license plate says, Chaz, there are no dice in the mirror. And it, he, he speeds away, okay? So that's, that's the story of this commercial. Yeah! Freedom. It's a great feeling to do what you want to do, be what you want to be. Chaz. Chaz, after shaving cologne for men, is dedicated to that feeling of freedom. That one, that song, car speed. Chaz for men. It's a great feeling. The Chaz carry-on traveler, just eight Okay, so you got to hear that. Just based on your ears, based on what you heard, did it sound like he might have had a mustache in that? Well, I have to be honest with you, um, and if you spent more time on our Facebook wall, you would already know this, but that was, I grabbed a photo of him from that ad for our show picture last week. So he had a mustache. I'm just going to keep doing that louder and louder <laughs> to show you how angry I am to know that you've already cheated on this. But. I didn't cheat. We I had already grabbed it when we made the decision to do that. Um, okay. So, but I mean, you grabbed the photo after the show, and I told you on the show we were going to play this game, right? So Did that we? would be cheating, I think. I mean, well, I needed a I needed a good photo, and the one of the I one need, of need, mark of a man was too uh, blurry. <laughs> okay, here's another one. This is for a liqueur called Dubonnet. Actually, if this helps you, I will. I don't know if it's uh, a, a liqueur. It's called a sweet aromas aromatized wine-based apéritif. Ugh, gross. Dubonnet. It's got Farrah Fawcett. That is the voice you're going to hear. She is also wearing a cowboy hat in this. Okay. She's wearing a kerchief as well. Um, she's talking, uh, but while we hear her voiceover, she's just kind of like drinking and being flirty with Tom Selleck. I met him at a party. I was having Dubonnet on the rocks, and he called me the little old lady. Little old lady. Dubonnet with soda and a twist. Some guys still think it's a drink for little old ladies. What he used to know about women, <laughs> you could stuff in your hat. Dubonnet, cocktail time or any time, you and your little old lady get together. Now, once again, you did Oof. not see or hear Tom Selleck in that, but just based on the vibe of the commercial. But he's the one who's like teasing her about drinking a, yes. a little old lady drink. Yeah. Um, Farrah Fawcett sounded pretty young there. Mm. And I think she's more 70s. You think of Tom Selleck in his prime as being an 80s icon. Mm. So I'm going to guess that he's younger in this mm. and that he is pre-stash. No Pre, stash. Pre-stash? Pre-stash. You sure? I'm guessing. You are incorrect. Oh, I'm happy one. to say, finally, I feel like I got one as the quiz master. <laughs> um, apparently, this is from 1972, but he is rocking a stash in this wow, one. Wow, as early as 1972. Oh, now you're giving it away with the years. Uh, but I'm not telling you the ads, the commercial age True. until after. Um, well, okay, more more on that in a second. Maybe I should be more withholding. I know. I think I can tell you the... I think I can tell you the years afterwards. Okay. The Chaz one was from 1980. This one is from 1972. Yeah, Chaz, the Chaz one, the picture that I, I put it on the Facebook page is like, that's like peak Selleck, I think. Mm -hmm. I bet that was during his Magnum I actually Magnum think 2018 years. is peak Selleck. Well. I think he's doing a lot of great things. I guess so. Um, okay, so this next one, we're going to play two from... Every, every, day is another, every day is peak Selleck because he just gets better. That's how I feel about Tom Selleck. <laughs> um, we actually have two in a row here for the same product but they are actually years apart so uh that's all i'll tell you about the years in this one they are both for close-up toothpaste in this one 
Salik is just hanging around, and then his kind of like doofusy friend. I, I mean, he doesn't look doofus. He's just kind of acting doofusly. I think uh, comes in. It looks like maybe they're in his bedroom or something, and uh, and he's I think getting ready to go on a date. His friend is Selleck's friend is. Shelly acts like I'm a loser. But this should impress her. $150. Impressive. Oh, I'm sorry. They are in a... Um, he's trying on suits in a store. And so okay. when he says, this will impress her, he's talking about the suit that he just uh, tried on in the dressing room. Well, he acts like I'm a loser. But this should impress her. $150. Impressive. Now try close-up. Oh, that's just toothpaste. Maybe a dash of color. Bob, put your money where your mouth is. Whiter teeth and fresh breath will win points with Shelly. Looks like mouthwash. There's mouthwash in close-up mm. for your breath. Does it whiten your teeth? White as they can be. How was your date with Shelly? Hey, this loser's a lover now. Put your money where your mouth is. Buy close-up. All right. This loser's a lover now. This loser's a lover now. Mm-hmm. Here's, my, here's my logic. I'm going to say... Well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to say, but I'll tell you what my logic <laughs> okay. is. If he's doing the... If he's like having to act in the commercial and his, he's not just acting like Tom... He's not just being Tom Selleck... In well, he's words, acted in every one of these. No, I know, you but mean he's if having, he has lines. He has lines, and he's like, he's not just there as like a handsome guy, possibly recognizable as Tom Selleck, but like he's playing a character, mm-hmm. which it seemed like he was in that. Like, you know, it sort of was like, you know, I were two guys out talking about shampoo or toothpaste or whatever, um, as many commercials back then would tell you that men do. Um, then he probably was not... He wasn't a name at that point. Mm-hmm. I also think if you're advertising toothpaste, I'm not sure if they're going to go for a guy with a big mustache. So I'm mm. going to say no mustache. You're going to say no mustache on that one, and you would be absolutely incorrect. <laughs> he uh, he does have a mustache in that one. Really? Yes. Does he have a mustache in all of these? Um, I, I guess you're going to have to tell me that. <laughs> if I give you that answer, it doesn't seem like I'm giving... I'm, I'm taking the quiz. <laughs> Um, that one was from 1977, um, and this one is for the same product, but it's from a different year. Later? Earlier? Who knows? But it's a different year. I know. That's who knows. In this one, it's a little bit it's a little bit fresher. You got Tom Selleck, and you have one other actor, and it's a woman. And they're supposed to be, I would guess, married in this case because they're in the dark. And they're both kind of hovering by a fuse box, probably in the basement. He's got a flashlight, and um, she is he's shining it on the fuse box. She's trying to figure out the fuse box, and his face is right by her neck, sort of. And he's, you know, he's Tom Selleck. He's getting a little flirty. Uh-huh. It is the fuse. Oh, the flashlight we in. What are you doing? Mm, you smell good. Come on, Andy, the light. Your breath, it's so fresh. Did you get that? His name's Andy. Why do you... Most commercials, I don't think that you give yeah, the person you don't, a name. An, you don't, yeah, you don't usually name the characters. That's my name. <laughs> that is your name. I'm excited. Mm, you smell good. Come on, Andy, the light. Your breath, it's so fresh. That's close-up. Close-up toothpaste? Why do you think they call it close-up? It's a toothpaste with real mouthwash to freshen your breath, and it gets your teeth as white as they can be. The lights. Mm, dark was fun, too. That's too Fresh sexual breath. for a toothpaste commercial, in my opinion. Close up. That was their whole thing, though. Get close up to people. I guess so, but it's very sexual. It's in the name. Well, now I feel like I'm going to be wrong because it's been three mustaches so far, but it also seems very weird to me that they would have a campaign with the same actor, but he would not have a mustache in one and would in the other. So I'll Does say, it seem weird to you that they have a campaign where in one... And again, these are not in the same year, so I don't know if they're technically part of the same campaign. But does it seem weird to you that in one, you have the guy who is doing the explaining and another one where you have him being the one who's being explained to? Well, I guess it's a logical progression. He learns about it from his wife and then he shares Mm. it with his buddy. Mm. Um, Maybe if it was prior, maybe that's how he learned about close up. He didn't grow the mustache yet. I'll say no mustache. You're going to say no mustache yeah. on the second I'm just going to say no to- mustache for all of them from okay, now on. Okay, no mustache. In this case, it didn't work out for you. <laughs> um, he does have a mustache in this one. And according, and again, these numbers I'm giving you, these years, um, are based on the YouTube descriptions. So let's take it all yeah. with a grain of salt. Um, but a- according to the YouTubes, 
the dude going on a date commercial was 1977, and the close-up one um, in the basement with the woman was two years later, 1979, which even makes that progression even weirder if those numbers are correct. You're taking a guy who was doing the explaining two years ago, and now you're making him the, the like, dummy? He oh, d- yeah, explain he, toothpaste to me. He already knows about toothpaste. Clearly. Unless, in 1978, there was a campaign where he got bonked on the head <laughs> with a coconut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would explain it. Boy, let's let's look into that. Because yeah. if so, I would like to talk about that campaign next week. Bonked on the head. I, if there's, I would basically like to cover any commercial on this podcast <laughs> where a character gets bonked on the head with a coconut. And, um, and to any to any result, if it's amnesia, if it's just mm-hmm. ow, yeah. But any head bonking on a coke with a coconut, if you've seen an ad that uh, contains great, that image, please send it to me. Let's do it, and maybe by a year we'll have enough to do a show on. <laughs> I'm already trying to think of it. Oh, could we have Gronk on? We could call it like Bonked with Gronk. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you know, it would help our numbers. Gronkowski or his less famous brother who looks like him. Who's oh, I was talking about his ads. brother. I wasn't oh, talking okay. about the football player. I'm not really into sports. Um, his brother does have a pretty funny commercial where he like rolls around their whatever town oh, yeah, they're from, like right. being Gronkowski's brother. That's right. That's a really charming commercial. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm thinking about um, once the foot would well, not me. This was your idea. We're thinking about um, once the football season begins again, having another kind of football player. Um, last time, do we rank them all or we graded them we on graded their them acting or somehow, commercials? Somehow yeah. uh, evaluated their acting chops. Yeah, I love, I love football men actors. Yeah, so we'll do that again. All right, this one is for Safeguard Soap. Another thing, like, I think my dad must have just, like, bought any kind of toiletry products sold by Tom Selleck because we were a close-up family and we were a safeguard family. Um, in this one... Was he a Chaz man? <laughs> he was a Chaz man, daddy-o. Um, in this one, I don't know if we hear Tom Selleck talk or not. We first see him, I believe, in the shower, getting out of the shower. Um, you know, he's scrubbing, dubbing, dubbing with the, with the safeguard soap. And then he leaves his house and he goes to work. And you're going to hear these little interstitials as he passes women. The first uh, woman's voice you're going to hear, um, she's, I believe, getting on the elevator with her husband. And then Tom Selleck walks out and he passes them. And and she makes a comment about how he smells. And then at one point he gets into a taxi cab and the taxi cab driver makes a comment about how he smells. Um, and there's another point where he passes two women in the office, and they mention how he smells. The reason I'm bringing all this up, because I can tell you're wondering where I'm going with this, one of them is Terry Gar, one of them is Penny Marshall, although we don't hear her voice, and another one is Patty Deutsch, I'm going to say her name is. She was like kind of a celebrity panelist on a lot of uh, game oh, shows okay. back in the day. Okay? Yep. You ready for this? You look like you had something on your mind. Oh, I was just thinking, I was trying to think if every product he'd advertised was like a personal grooming product, but I forgot about the gross-sounding aperitif. Yeah, you're right, though. We got cologne, we got toothpaste, and now here's some Safeguard soap. And by the way, spoiler alert, we're going to have some more toiletries coming up in a little bit. (laughs) Safeguard's deodorant lather is so effective, it doesn't need heavy perfume. Safeguard gives you naturally clean-smelling skin. Smells so fresh. What about me? I use a deodorant soap. That's just it, Jeffrey. You smell like a deodorant soap. I feel so bad for that guy. God, I know. Like, that sounds what? like a pretty loveless marriage. What a cuck. <laughs> okay, so now he's getting into a cab. You know, it's a pleasure having someone in my cab who smells so fresh and clean. You married? Safeguard doesn't need heavy perfume to mask odor because it's so effective at removing the cause of perspiration odor. Good morning. Good morning. He smells just the way a man should smell. Is that Terry Gar? Um, I think that's Terry Gar, and I and that is definitely the one person who I can definitely identify as um, standing next to her is Penny Marshall. Wow, they're like uh, two women working in an office around the coffee pot. Safeguard's deodorant lather is so effective it doesn't need heavy perfume. With Safeguard, you don't get the heavy smell of some deodorant soaps. You get naturally clean-smelling skin. Um, first of all, I want you to watch this with me uh, before we move on. But what do you think? Does that sound like a man who has a mustache? 
I think I've been wrong guessing no mustache. So I'm going to guess mustache. Safeguard soap mustache? Yes. No. No, I hit the wrong <laughs> one. I was so ready for you to get it right because I thought you were going with all no mustaches. Um, no, that is uh, that one, He is his face is as clean as a baby's bottom. Uh, I would love for you to watch this with me. Right. Sorry, listeners. I know you still can't see it, but I'd like to hear Genevieve's reaction to this. Um, this is apparently his first TV commercial, or at least that is how it's been labeled in various places online. But, you know, who really knows? Safeguards deodorant lather Look is at so that effective. baby face. Oh, my God, he's unrecognizable. But Safeguard handsome as a devil, no? Yeah, so he's sort of generically handsome. Look at him now out of the shower walking through the, walking through the office. That's just it, Jeffrey. You smell like a deodorant soap. Damn. I mean, I really couldn't have told you that that was Tom Selleck. Really? He looks so young there. And just sort of like, he just sort of looks like... Look there, though. No? Yeah, I mean, I, smile? a little bit, but he kind of looks like any any hairdo from the 60s. Yeah. And there's, look at Penny Marshall. God, that's funny that so many future stars were in this ad. Is that Terry Gar next to her? Yeah. I don't know who Terry Gar really looks like. Uh, okay, cover up your screen again. Right. Cover up your screen again. By the way, at the very end, a woman gets into a... He's leaving the office building. This guy is getting harassed. Uh, he's getting into the door. What do you call it? A, a rotating door. A revolving a door. A revolving door. And uh, a woman gets in his little cubicle with him. Yeah, that's a... Snuggles up real a, close. not a good move for anybody. By the way, we are still talking toiletries here because how about a commercial for Ban Basic Deodorant? Yeah. I don't think my dad used this. Um, it's all a bunch of supposed like kind of people on the street talking about how much they love Ban. It is unrelenting <laughs> and stupid, as you will hear. And then at the very end, he becomes a spokesperson. You can't see the screen, right? Uh-uh. Yeah, Ban Basic's the answer for me. Ban Basic's the answer. Ban Basic is the answer. The answer for me is Ban Basic. Ban Basic is the answer. Ban Basic is the answer. Do you see where I get unrelenting? Yes. Is yeah. it a is it a deodorant for men and women? I believe so. Yeah. That's a weird concept very, to me. It's very basic. Ban Basic. That's the answer. People are switching to Ban Basic because it looks and feels like an aerosol spray, but has no aerosol propellants. And its effective anti-wetness protection really helps keep you dry. Ban Basic is the answer. Horrible montage. Yeah. It's just like an assault on the ears. It's not good. Um, but the question is, what does it sound like as far as mustaches go? He sounds... What is the answer? Is it Ban Basic? I think he does not have a mustache. You think he does not have a mustache yes. in this one? Are you sure? I'm not sure. You haven't been doing great. I'm not. I'm not doing great. It's it's but true. You're gonna say he's clean faced. Clean in this shaven. One? He just sounds like he hasn't really found his selicness yet, and ah, I think that comes with the mustache. Interesting. Well, your sleuthing has paid off. I didn't hit it as an accident <laughs> that time. You're right. Uh, would you like to see what he looks like? And more importantly, would you? I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I just want you to see what he looks like. And more importantly, he looks sort of like Brian Cranston. A little bit. Like and young also, Brian Cranston. Can you describe what the deodorant container looks like in this? Because it's not your usual kind of deodorant canister. Okay. That's the answer. People are switching to Ban Basic because it looks and feels it like looks an like aerosol a spray. Does it look like a douche? I was thinking some sort of a sex toy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's a, it's unnecessarily uh, It's a proto butt plug. <laughs> it sort of does look like a butt plug. <laughs> it's just like, they're not there yet, but they're working towards the yes. butt plug with that. It's um, unnecessarily contoured is what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay, we got one more of these. By the way, I think you've now gotten two right out of how many did we have here? Well, one, I assume you two, don't count my three, first one four, as being right five, since six, I, I inadvertently Seven. No, I cheated. counted. I counted. You got two right out of uh, six so far. Okay. Um, so here's the final one. Are you ready? Yep. I know what you're thinking. I thought what you thought. Some things are just too good to be true. Just like you, I thought that reverse mortgages had to have some kind of catch. Just a way for the banks to get your house, right? Well, then I did some homework. And I found out it's not any of that. It's not another way for the bank to get your house. And it's also not too good to be true. 
A reverse mortgage loan is a simple idea, really. You turn it's not, project. first of all, that simple. Secondly, this commercial goes on for another minute and a half from here. Well, this one's an easy one because reverse mortgages uh, are pretty, advertising on TV is a pretty recent concept. Mm-hmm. I think I've even seen some of these. It's like mm-hmm. now that he's like AARP aged, he's like the, he does a lot of ads or he's he's kind of like, I think I've even seen this one. It's definitely modern Selleck. You can hear in his voice. He's like, you know, full at his full Selleckness, clearly mustachioed. Are you sure? Yes, I'm 100% on this one. Are you 100% sure? Yes. Move, move, the, uh, move the thing. You're going to be surprised. Oh, no, you're not. You're absolutely right, of course. Uh, I would love it, though. I I've think seen this one. Selleck should do something where he shaves his mustache, though. That would be a good, like, the kids love, like, viral internet things. He'd get five minutes of viral fame, but then he'd have to, like, go around clean-shaving for a while. He's handsome with or without the mustache. I mean, young Selleck was, but he was so unremarkable without it. Really? I thought he was very handsome without it. And both those. Did I show you the other one? Yeah, the band and the the one in the shower. I think he's incredibly handsome. He's very tall. He's very tall. Have we talked about on this show how he was originally going to be Indiana Jones? I don't know, but I will say that there is a wonderful video of him talking about the story on um, David Letterman's show back in the early 90s, I want to say. I'll give you a real thumbnail of it. Maybe we can include it in our links this week if I find that for you. Don't let me forget. Um, But he tells the story that he had just tried out for the Magnum PI pilot. And it looks like he was going to get it, but then there was a writer's strike. He moves out to... I think to, he actually got it. He was he essentially under it. contract, but then no show was happening. And then he moves out to Hawaii, because that's, of course, where it takes place. But no show is happening, because I believe a writer's strike. I think so, yeah. And he's like literally doing odd jobs for his landlady um, to make ends meet. Um, he had done screen tests or tried out for Indiana Jones. The Which first are Indiana very Jones. worth watching. Yes, it's him and um, the woman who is also... Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah. And uh, and I'm trying to think if they played clips of it. You can find those online as well. And then they offered it to him. So he went back to CBS and said, hey, while there's a writer's strike going on, I want to do this movie. And they're like, no, we're not letting you out of your contract. And he's like, so he's in Hawaii. And then you don't have to watch the, the Letterman thing. I'll just tell you the whole thing. <laughs> then he's in Hawaii. And the crew of Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford comes to Hawaii to start filming some of the scenes <laughs> and in he's that making, movie. And he's trying to make ends meet with odd jobs with odd while they're jobs. Doing, making the movie that he could have been in. And that ends up being a massive, massive, iconic success. I mean, now, obviously an iconic success, but does it become an iconic I success with him? Less I don't, so. I also think less so. Uh, yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford is... A few notches above Tom Selleck. Uh, uh, yeah, a few. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know who I get Tom Selleck confused with is Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Growing up, I always thought that they were the same. Then as They're I got older, I'm like... They're both famous mustaches, but I mean... Burt Reynolds is, is like, so sleazy. He's also older. He's a different you think generation. He's sleazy. Burt Reynolds? Yeah, I didn't know that that was his thing. I I always just thought that like Tom you, Selleck was Do we a live le- on the same planet? I don't really follow this stuff. I thought that Tom Selleck was just like the poor man's Burt Reynolds. I don't think so. I mean, they definitely are both famous mustaches, but Burt Reynolds is no... I mean, you've seen Norm MacDonald's Burt Reynolds impression oh, yeah. on Saturday Night, oh, or Saturday Night Live. I forgot that that was a documentary. He's Well, I don't think it's a documentary, but I do think that it's like based on a... A real thing. I mean, Burt Reynolds also like the kinds of movies he made were like those sort of like Cannonball Run. Yeah, but like a lot of like you know sort of T not quite TNA, but like Burt Reynolds seems like a sleaze ball. Okay, I um, think that's widely understood. Well, anyway, congratulations. I think you got two right. I think I got three. right. You got three right if you count the first one. Yes. Well, congratulations. Everybody's talking at me. This show is ending up ending up being even weirder than last week. Yeah. And last week's show was weird. Anyway, do you want to talk about some of the things that uh, have come in from the Ad Council? I saw you collecting these earlier today. Yeah, so we've got some good stuff here. Um, I'll start with something from listener Danielle, who posted this on Facebook, which I just thought was the cutest story. She writes, I was at Parents' Day at my son's camp, and they had a little ceremony for the kids moving up to become counselors next year. I felt like you all would want to know that one of the 13-year-old boys, who was not named Jake, picked Jake from State Farm as his camp name. (laughs) 
And a surprising number of children yelled, what are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> now, this is a commercial that yelled, you and I both hated. And he yelled khakis. Do we hate it? I don't. Well, you you really think there's something wrong with this? I don't couple. like the end, and I don't like, and I think that the couple <laughs> didn't like the end. <laughs> I don't like the. I think it goes one joke too many, or a joke that doesn't that doesn't land at the end. But I think there's a lot of potential. I think it has good bones, um, and I just wish that the couple would just get help. This is the one. It's an iconic, kind of iconic commercial now at this point, especially if these kids are quoting it at summer That's camp. That's shocking to me because yeah. this ad isn't even on anymore. This is the one where you have a guy, it's late at night, it's dark in his living room and he's whispering into the phone and he's talking to in his a way insurance that agent. I, even as a non-suspicious wife, might think was a little weird. Right. And so he's kind of talking to his insurance agent who is Jake from State Farm and then his wife walks in on him. Yeah, I'm married. Doesn't matter. You do that for me? Really? Yeah, I'd like that. Who are you talking to? Uh, it's Jake from State Farm. Sounds like a really good deal. Jake from State Farm at three in the morning? Who is this? It's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Uh, khakis? She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so. Another reason. Yeah, just like it's like three seconds too long. Um, the wife is a little bit too much of a of a ball buster. I'll tell you though, I'm starting to have more sympathy for this wife because listening to that commercial now, I think that guy was cranking it to Jake from State Farm. You think so? Did you listen to See, him? Didn't they put? Did they put Jake's? Khakis? I think she has a reason. Yeah. To be concerned when her husband's on the phone with anyone. Yeah. Any service, any sort of financial services provider late at night. So you're saying it doesn't really matter that Jake from State Farm was just doing his job. Nothing scandalous going on there. Right. He didn't know that her perv husband was yeah. cranking it. He while, has a weird yeah. fetish and it's financial service providers. Right. So she's getting close. It's even weirder than Bigfoot porn. I would love to see. the. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Some some uh, Senate, Senate race. Senate or, candidate. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It's people who are in a, I can't remember if it's Senate or House. It seems more like a House thing, but. Um, yeah, uh, I actually haven't been following that story, so I don't have any Yeah, I just kind of keep on seeing headlines. Anyway, um, so anyway, that's we great. In, and those khakis live in have a, been enshrined somewhere, yes, right? Yes, there's a, a, bar a bar where yeah. that actor is a bartender, right. and they have the khakis on the wall, right. we've been told. They're somewhere in, like, the upper Midwest, like mm-hmm. Minnesota or something. Yeah, and I believe one of our listeners actually went to that bar and, and put eyes on them. Yes. Um, okay, well, the other thing I, I wanted to share uh, is... A little bit out of the ordinary for the way we do listener feedback, but listener Morgan posted this Paul F. Tompkins Twitter thread. Um, Paul F. Tompkins, who we've we've played clips from before and shamelessly uh, relied on his hilariousness to you know bolster our own, um, has talked about how much he hates the Chevy the Chevy campaign mm-hmm. before, but he just decided to like get it going on Twitter again. Mm-hmm. And he posted, um, "We need to have a national conversation about the Chevy guy and his pranks." They provoke a very specific feeling of sad anger in me. And then he went on and gave a bunch of examples of people kind of being like, oh, hey, I'm going to get a truck. Yeah. No, hug your friend. Right. Oh, hey, it's, hey, look, it's my friend in a truck. Are we both getting new trucks? No, no. hug your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, one of the things that's so frustrating about those ads is this sense that like these people are being given a big surprise windfall and then they totally aren't. Well, they're getting a windfall of somebody mansplaining J.D. Power to them. Right. Although they don't even really explain that. I would actually even settle to know more about J.D. Power. (laughs) So I just wanted to share some of my favorite responses from that Twitter thread. So these are just random people online responding. Yeah, and I didn't bother to get their handles. Yeah, but this isn't Paul F. Thompson. No, so these are some of the responses. Uh, he looks like a pastor at a hip megachurch where <laughs> halfway through his sermon, the parable turns into something about how there shouldn't be a mosque built in town. <laughs> Did Stephanie Drury write that? I know, it sounds like it. Um, here's another one. It's like a car version of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> it does have that that vibe. Uh, they've won J.D. Power Awards, which we all know is the best of all the J.D. Oh, this one I totally agree with. These ads honestly do more for J.D. Power than Chevy. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, this campaign has been going on so long. How do they find more people who have never seen the series of commercials right. that they're now in? Right. Anybody I who's in that is going to be like, oh, oh, this I is one of those Chevy commercials. I see that guy come in. I'm like, okay, I know yeah. what's up. Yeah. Um, he seems so nice, but how many people has he hurt with his lies? <laughs> uh, and then this might be my very favorite one, and I'll close on this one. 
I always like it when they deny the humanity of actors when they say real people, not actors. Right. I think I've mentioned that before, too. Yeah. yeah then what? What are Yeah. Actors? Well, they're certainly not real Americans. We know that. Well, uh, uh, kind of keying off that joke, Jennifer sent us a progressive ad that like makes fun of these ads. Yes. I mentioned this. This is a wonderful commercial. I mentioned it obliquely at the end of last week's episode because Jennifer just took a video off of her phone, right? Yeah, well, I actually found the real link. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Paul Tompkins' thread because someone posted it. Um, And they start theirs with the phrase, real actors, not people. (laughs) This is great. But if you're not looking closely at that, this looks... Just like a Chevy commercial, you've got um, Jamie and some other people in like one of the in the big room where he starts them off usually. Right, but Jamie's not dressed in his usual progressive outfit. He's just wearing like a jacket and jeans, and they're just kind of milling about like they do in these commercials. We're in a small room. What? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> a bigger room. <laughs> How many of you use car insurance? Oh. Well, what if I showed you this? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now, let me just point out, two huge doors open up in this <laughs> cavernous space. And then there's just like a tiny little computer, a little laptop sitting there. Wow. It's a computer. We compare rates to help you get the price and coverage that's right for you. That's amazing. The only thing that would make this better is if my mom were here. Now, they, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they drop his mom down on like on a guy wire and she just like floats into frame from above. And now she's just kind of like hanging about like <laughs> her feet are maybe about like three a, like feet Like a middle school performance of Peter Pan. Yeah. What an unexpected ending! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I don't love the mom coming down on the guide wires. A little bit much. It's just like an extra joke that isn't really, like everything else about this is so on point yeah. addressing something they're in those trying to get at like the way they're always like surprise your right. best friend from middle school is here and we destroyed her phone right yeah but yeah oh god I, that that first that er commercial mm-hmm. they just they take all of their phones and they pretend to destroy right them. and everyone is definitely fooled and does think yeah. that their phone has been destroyed yeah <laughs> why why would you grind my phone <laughs> oh god god what time is it Oh, it's jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. So this is our special... This is a special jingle that's not really a jingle of a, an existing product. I guess we. I guess it's an existing product in a way. Um, this is from listener Michael, who recorded something for us that we've been needing for a long time. And he writes, if it pleases the court, I'm hoping the judge's hammer comes down in my favor. Here's a little voicemail line jingle for you. This so, is a voicemail line jingle. So yeah. this is a jingle for our voicemail line. Yeah, it's like sort of a so real boxes within boxes here. Mm-hmm. After these messages is after your messages. It's 607 5597 So if that's helpful to you... <laughs> I love the after these messages are after your messages. That is that's brilliant. Fucking perfect. I love it. Yeah. But the rest of it, and this is what we went through when people were sending in jingles for TBTL. As Luke would sometimes point out, he'd be like, "I love that song, but it makes me actually forget the number." (laughs) Like the way the way the syncopation on the number itself is actually somehow erases my brain. So it's six zero seven triple four. So that's good. Fifty five nine seven. Six oh seven triple four fifty five nine seven. Yeah, fifty five nine seven's a little rough. Yeah, let's take a listen. After these messages is after your messages. It's six oh seven triple four fifty five nine seven. I mean, I see what he's doing, like, because it's kind of, it's almost a slant rhyme with seven message, yeah. message, seven. See what I'm doing there? Watch my Unfortunately, jaw. Unfortunately, I am having to see what you're doing there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. Our shows are not getting good until the end lately. <laughs> I think we should like get to this point in the show when we're slappy and somehow then start recording now. Right. Because now I'm, I feel like we're ending the show and I'm just getting into it. All right. All right. Well, that I, we will use that. Thank you, Michael. I don't... It was very thoughtful. Yes, it was incredibly and thoughtful. And I love the after these messages, after your messages. It's That's perfect. brilliant. It's yeah. perfect. And, um, you know, I hope I'm not being rude or looking a gift horse in the mouth here. Um, we will use it. I think it's just going to... It's going to be like... It's going to be like me when I was born. And it just took several years for my parents to kind of 
Yeah, get used to you. Get used to the idea that I belong to them now. Right. And and that's what we're doing with this. these messages (laughs) is after your messages. It's 607-444-5597. What if we said 5597? I wonder if it's the It's the different. It's 607. You're listing it out. Then you're saying triple four. Mm Mm-hmm. And then 5597, we're using like kind of three di- different ways of saying numbers. That's true. And 55 adds an extra syllable, 5597. Five, like you're saying but triple five, four. 55 is hard to say. Or double five, nine, seven. That way Don't. it's triple four, double five, nine, seven. Mm. Leave it to the professional. <laughs> you can sell anything. Seriously, Michael, we are so grateful. That is, I, I do hope it does not come across like we are in grades. That was awesome, and it was really fun to open your voicemail and get that. Yeah, that and was I great. I love it. I mean, we just have notes. That's all. You can't be defensive about these things, Michael. Let's have a few notes. We just have a few notes. I mean, it's a great start. Um, yes. Well, please do call us at the voicemail line, which is 607-444-5597, also known as 607-444-5597. You can find us on Facebook. As you well know, it's uh, After These Messages show on Facebook. It's a group. Um, and people still are refusing to answer the question. I just rarely. met somebody in this really? week. Really? Oh. Looks like a, a, a fine, upstanding young woman. Uh, looks like she, uh, whatever. I think we had some other like people in common. Like what stuff, causes like, you? I'm honestly curious, listener. What causes you to click? Yes, I want to join the group, but no, I will not fuck with your questions. And there's two questions, and one of them is, "Am I a bot?" Yeah. Even that's if you just one. answered that one, like that's really all I need. And, if, and then, you know, the other one is, who's your favorite Colonel Sanders? And if you don't have a feeling or you just say... People answer that one all kinds of ways. Yeah. Usually, the, uh, probably the the plurality of answers to that one is the original. That's true. Or just say, who's Colonel Sanders? Or just say anybody. Yeah. Make up a name. Make you up know, a name. Say me. I've got someone have said themselves. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. You get all the fun ones. <laughs> That's why I, I go in there after you've done all the fun ones, you leave all the ones who didn't answer the questions for me. I do occasionally let them minutes. linger for a while. I think about it. Just so that they can think about what they've done. Um, so after these messages, is, we're on Facebook for now, for the foreseeable future, yeah. I guess. Like, however mad we get, it's the only game in town. And there's always Gmail, which is only slightly less evil. Um, mm-hmm. After these messages, show at Gmail. What was Google's, remember Google's original... Um, don't be evil. Don't be evil. Yeah. Good job, Google. Well, honestly, they're like... They're, they are sort of not evil by comparison, I feel like. Yeah. You never hear as much bad stuff about them as you do about the social media platforms. All right. Here we are again on this topic. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate it. There are two, just if you want to review, there are two commercials that Tom Selleck is in in which he does not have a mustache. Yes. There are more than two Tom Selleck commercials, but there are only two in which he is barefaced. That's what we learned today. That's what we learned. All right. We're going to have a lot more fun next week. I do think um, you had an idea for this week's show, Vives, which was to start looking at back-to-school ads, Yep. uh, which I think is a good idea because we're starting to see a lot of them. But honestly, today when I was putting the show together, I was like, it is still July. I do not have it in my heart. Whatever child is still or, or whatever like kind of childhood is still within me, refuse to talk about back to school yeah, we'll in July. Yeah, we've got some time. Yeah. Uh, we're running out of music. You can use your smartphone. I'm complex. <laughs> <laughs>